Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you, producer Mr. E. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. So, a couple episodes ago, I told you that I purchased the title Lord from Sealand, the Principality of Sealand. Do you guys remember this? That's what I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. You were sending me the picture, and I was like, I know you did something with a name. I couldn't remember what the name was, so the actual word Lord in front of your name. Correct, yeah. Uh, we really went into depth about it in episode 16, but just the abridged version right now is uh, this micronation that exists off the coast of the UK uh, sells titles for your name. And I bought Lord, and today... The documentation officially came in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, that's proof. That piece of paper. <laughs> awesome. So do we have to like call that call call you that this for the rest of the podcast today or or, or going Your forward? Grace. No, no, no. Only formal <laughs> events. Like at my wedding? God damn it. <laughs> formal events? Yeah. Lord host Sean. Yeah. Birthdays, weddings. Uh, is it Lord spells. Reverend or Reverend Lord? <laughs> you know what? I'll, dealer's choice. I'll leave that up to you. I think Lord, Lord Reverend, Reverend sounds, sounds better. Nice. Yeah. That's, actually, that's kind of what I was thinking. Lord Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how my week went. Nice. You want to hear uh, how someone else's week went? Yeah, is that someone you? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Thank God, no. No, no, no. No. Um, so I want to tell you guys about a dude who was in a Facebook group. I don't have, do you guys, I'm, I'm not in any Facebook group. I, I, I used to be, I used to be in a few, but yeah, I haven't touched my Facebook in. I know I'm more of an Instagram right now. Yeah. Um, I get into Twitter too. I know Mr. Reed's really good at that. Anyway, anyway, so this guy was in a Facebook group and it was a Facebook group about pointing guns at your penis. <laughs> the whole, oh yeah. God. And taking a picture of it. Yes. Or just yeah, it wasn't just saying it. Yeah, just saying you did it. No, they took they would take pictures of it. Yeah, so I mean, is it the thrill of essentially playing Russian roulette with your penis or is it I don't know what what's the gimmick? I wonder. It was actually they said it was used mainly to anger more responsible gun owners. With people sharing <laughs> pictures of them loading guns, pointing at their penises with their fingers hovering over the trigger. God. You'll find Whoa. assholes of every type everywhere. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Just pretty much jackassery, right? So how did it go for this so, guy? <laughs> so a man in the Facebook group, um, he, oh yeah, unidentified San Diego man is a member. Of, oh yeah, it's called the Loaded Guns Pointed at Venus. <laughs> With the B. Okay. I don't know. I didn't get that. Why it's a B instead of the penis. But Loaded Guns Pointed at Venus. So he's a, he's a member of that group. And uh, so... He actually pulled the trigger and shot himself in the in the shaft of balls. Was this this is intentional, or he accidentally? This is what I can't actually glean from this. I don't I don't think it was intentional because no one would intentionally do that. So he actually <laughs> pulled the trigger. He posted a video to the group with himself holding a 1911 handgun to his balls before the gun discharged. And this is what I love this about this part. So the, as the article says, as initially. <laughs> the man thought he had just grazed himself. But he had actually shot himself through with an entry and exit wound. He was treated for injuries at the hospital and even went to work the next day. <laughs> this is the, what the fuck, dude. This is the greatest fetish scheme ever. You know, the creator of that group has a fetish for guns and dicks and balls. 
And he's like, you know, uh-huh. I bet I can get my, ca- I bet I can have my cake and eat it too. And he just starts a group <laughs> under the pretense of pissing off, uh, legitimate safe gun owners. All he's doing is I just, jerking I'm off. just sitting there like, how the fuck do you think you grazed yourself, but you have an entry and exit wound and what the fuck do you shot yourself in the dick? And you're just like, Oh, 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 oh. like, oh. I thought it was just his balls. Oh, it says the whole thing. It says balls and dick. Oh Hold on. man. I got the, no, I, balls. cause you Hold said on. you, when you said that he held the gun to his balls and you know, the balls are, it's thin skin. So an entry and exit wound and a grazing is not hard to do. You know? Oh, shot himself in the penis and testicles. Thank oh, you. Butter. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I was sitting there like, what? I swear I just read the penis and testicle. Maybe it yeah. grazed one yeah, and no. penetrated the other. I mean, you had to, but I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, how do you not know that? Like, just looking at that already. Like, I mean, there's no picture, but just the idea of like, how does, how is there a hole? You don't know there is a hole. How do you think? Like, dude, does this guy have like some gorilla 10 foot dick or something? Like, oh, oh, it's just some like, oh, it bounced off. I know, bounced <laughs> off like steel dick style. It's like, oh, no, it's a little hole, a little bullet hole, a little. And then he went to work the next day, like, what the hell? Or it's so tiny that it just avoided most things. It's mostly a leg wound or something. I was having. Anyway, it's just this is the funniest shape. part to me. The other members of the Loaded Guns pointed at the, be- at the Venus have elevated this guy to an admin of the group and fitted him as king of the as the king, and, and then in numerous <laughs> rain uh, memes and stuff. So he's like the new king of this Facebook group because he did it. There's two lords now, Sean. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it says the man's did. original video post has been deleted. So I guess, and I couldn't get out of it if the the video was him shooting himself in the dick or if like he was taking a video of it and then. You know, off camera, he got shot in the dick. But whatever he was posting, it's got deleted. I mean, these people are on Facebook using their real names and joining groups under their real names where they're showing off their genitalia and guns and how stupid they are. Po- the- yeah, no, I'm pointing at Adam and like hovering over the, like, I'm so close to. And I mean, now, we're, now they're even loaded guns. <laughs> we can almost have the, the illusion that they're not loaded. That is so funny. These people are morons. They deserve everything. Okay, guys, so a new stupid record has been broken. But oh, I, I love these. Yeah, I can't it's tell. Not, it's not Sponge Guy again, is it? No, we're le- let's leave the sponges out of this one. But there is water. Thank God. So okay. I can't tell if this is a stupid or impressive record. You let me know. A Russian man has set a new record for the number of times he bench-pressed 110 pounds underwater in one breath. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that's impressive. I had, to, I had to like, I'm still considering a Rubik's <clears throat> Cube there. So he's bench pressing 110 pounds underwater with one breath. Yep. And so I, there's a video okay. of this if you want to see it online. And I thought the water would really slow him down, but he gets some good reps in there because, uh, you know, his back is on a bench. And so when he pushes up, He's pushing against the bench, and the water is helping that movement. But he, so, I don't know. The video is impressive. He he's pretty he waited, quick at it. I guess he's weighted down because of the bench press. I was like, how is right? he staying down there? But that's keeping him down. Interesting. So my question to you I guys, mean, it, yeah, is how many times do you think he bench pressed? What do you think? How many reps? In a breath. In a breath. Well, I'm not sure I could do it one time above water. <laughs> once in a breath. <laughs> Don't you have a whole workout thing? Hey, hey, don't judge me. And then, so, so I'm thinking though, the water would help lifting it, right? Just because it's 
he could lift heavy people in the water and throw them across the pool just because of the water. Yep. So, uh, five reps. We're five doing reps? Reps, yes. No, okay, 15. 15. Okay. okay. Mr. E? It's 110 pounds underwater for a minute. I'm going to say he can do one rep a second. I'm going to say he got 60 reps. Okay, okay. The previous record was 20 reps. Uh, the new uh, record is 76 congratulations oh, mr oh, e. wow. Damn, that's really that's really impressive though right yeah as soon as i read the title about bench pressing underwater yada 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 i was like this is stupid and then i read it and it's like <laughs> huh okay i don't i don't know if this is stupid anymore well i mean the weight is like it's impressive in itself it's but stupid. doing 76 of anything <laughs> underwater in one breath is like impressive in itself right so it's like the 110 pounds is almost just a wash <laughs> Yeah, his name was uh, Vitoli Vivchar from Tomsk, and he trained for two months, combining his love of uh, physical activity like gym stuff and freediving. So, you know, he he's ahead of the game as far as us trying to beat this one. I want to like, fast forward to him 20 years later, and him and his wife are on a lake, and like a lightning bolt hits a tree, and it falls over and smashes their boat, and the wife's pinned under there. He's like, oh, no. What do I do? And then he remembers this two months of training. It goes down there and he's like, gets himself into position. He goes like, ah, I just lifts this hundred. Well, I, I'm going to say it's heavier though. Like uh, this is a massive amount of weight off of his wife. And then she frees out. And then just to make the story more epic, he dies. But anyway, like using the power <laughs> of what he got. I like it. Maybe he, maybe he uh, dies and his ghost lives underwater doing uh, 76 things. I know it's a stretch. Maybe he could join this. Maybe he could join the superhero league. We were joining. Remember we had P man and like getting drunk on your own stuff, girl and boy and cameraman. Maybe he could right? be... Oh yeah. What did cameraman do? He just took a lot of pictures. Yeah. You just had cameras all over his body. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy could, it's not bad actually. Uh, well, this guy could be lift things underwater, dude. Like I can lift heavy things only underwater. I was thinking about our superpowers today, actually, because my superpower went off oh. today. Oh, it did? Yeah, do you want to tell Remind people what mine is? What our... Well, as we all know, Sean's superpower is he's very observant, and he can use this power. What? No, that's not my superpower. <laughs> well, I His thought it was. His superpower is that random people yell strange things from him from moving vehicles. Thank you, Mystery. Oh, you're talking about the, <laughs> yes. oh, the negative superpower. Yeah, that's oh. superpower. Oh, I thought you're very observant. That's why you can climb things really well. And mystery, do you know Max's as well? Oh, I don't. I, I'm sure I was told at one point, but I must have forgotten. And hey, what's mine now? Because I thought I know mine. I mean, <laughs> evidently, I don't. Because I know. I, I thought I know mine. I say I, I can see the future store. No, your superpower is uh, lights mysteriously go off around you. They just turn off. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that is my other power. You're so right. Dude, that happens all the fucking time. Like the lampposts. Even my best yeah. one, I was like trying to smoke a bowl under one. And I was it was dark and I, I needed lights. So I was using a lamp. I sound like a homeless man. I wasn't. I was just a teenager. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, oh, I just needed that light. So I was smoking under it. And then once I had the bowl, I'm like, I want to smoke. I wish it was dark and the light went out. And it, happens all the, it happens all the time. That's hilarious. No, I was just thinking that today because I was in traffic and then someone yelled at me. It's just like from the street randomly, like, <laughs> ah! like okay. What'd you do? Oh, yeah, I didn't do shit. I, I have been around Sean where the power's gone off multiple times. <laughs> just walking down the sidewalk, like, just, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, just, just fucking idiot. 
Like, oh, no, 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 no. Just, just, just things like have to be screamed at him. Like, doesn't matter what it is. Like, wow, okay. It's good fuck? to have a superpower. Do you have a superpower, Mr. E? You know, my only superpower is that I just feel like I have shitty luck all the time. Oh. Like, anything you look super forward to, it's either they're out of it or they're closed, or they don't sell that anymore, or you know, anything okay. you want. That guy just got it. Yeah, it's just like like I'll wake up in the middle of the night because I'm having a fucking Baja Blast soda craving to go to, to Taco Bell and I'll go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Sorry, the Baja Blast isn't working right now. Has that <laughs> happened? That's, wow. the, that's the kind of shit I'll I Baja Blast for you. Has that happened? As, Have as you woken sipping, up and as they're sipping it? Demanded? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All the time, all the time. Like, man, I lost my wallet today. All I have is twenty dollars cash. Cash only today, please. Uh, <laughs> Stupid shit. Or you mean card? But yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, exactly. So I was reading something interesting about locusts. You know what locusts are? The the bug things that like a plague on humanity and eat everything and stuff. Yeah, I think they're like cicada, right? They only come out every once in a while. Um, sure. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Let's just say, let's just say that. Okie dokie. Um, I have no idea. And so, but what's cool about uh, these guys, they were researching locusts, and um, this research has shown they were able to hijack a locust olfactory system to both detect and discriminate between different explosive scents. Awesome. So in a way, these would be bomb-sniffing locusts. That's very cool. Ah, what would, I'm trying to think of a, I was trying to make, like a bomb-sniffing dog would be rough, rough, rough. So it's like, ah, no kiss. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll have to work on the locust sound effects. Um, so yeah, bomb sniffing locusts, which I thought was interesting. Um, and so they've taken another step toward this. And what's cool too is I guess um, the locusts can detect these chemicals almost within milliseconds of exposure. So let's go a little bit more into it about huh. it. So dogs so, usually when they when yeah. they sniff at something, they have to key on it, meaning they have to give a visual indicator to the trainer that they have sensed something. So I imagine there's something that these locusts are doing, right, that keys in and lets everybody know. You know what? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, I, I was even reading this article, too, thinking some of this stuff because I was asking these questions, too. Like, is there a way to direct you have to direct the locust? You have to tell them where to go to do the sniffing. And is there a way to read the brain of them so you know what they've smelled? Because, yeah, they can't just be like, they can't just do something like, oh, make, a, make an arrow in, in the in space <laughs> with a bunch of or something weird like that. Read so, yeah, brain. Uh, oh, this came out of the uh, Washington University in St. Louis. And, it, and like I said, the study demonstrated both that the, they have the ability to control the locusts and they have the ability to read their brain, so to speak, to discern what they're smelling. And then now they figured out a way to figure out like what they're sensing too and like in what concentrations. And so how they did some of this is the researchers were able to look for familiar uh, similar patterns when they exposed the locust to vapors from TNT. These are all explosive devices. I've heard of TNT, but everything else I wasn't really. It's like TNT, ENT, RDX, PETN, and then ammonium nitrate. Huh. And they basically plug, you know, um, microchips on these dudes. And they could read their brains and to kind of decipher what it's doing. And they could see different, they could tell um, different chemicals they're smelling, like the, D, like the TNT and the DNT. And then they could also tell different um, levels of exposure, too. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it sounds like these things are pretty dialed in. Are we going to start seeing them at, I, I don't know, where, do you, where would you see these? I'm sure they killed them all. They didn't say it, but they're probably all dead. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't know anything about these bugs. I mean, where would that be but useful? Actually was, 
I guess if there's well, like a bomb threat at a building, you can just let them uh, let them out around the building and wait for them to cluster at something. Or I think so. Interesting. I think so. That's the whole point. Like they're they were saying that you pretty much bring a box of bugs to some area that the like deemed oh my god there could be bombs or something, and then they just release a swarm of them and they're just going out there detecting them and stuff. Huh. That's kind of fun. I like it. No, I like the idea of it going forward. Although this was making me think back to our, this could be the villain of our superhero team is this bug man who could control the locusts. <laughs> just like, go. And he just, he says he can like detect bombs or whatever. And then after a while, he starts realizing he could stick them on people. Maybe he just like throws bomb, like smells on. If I want to assassinate someone, I just like spray you with perfume. And then I release the locusts and they just eat you alive or something like that. Yeah. I bet I could take a swarm of locusts. <laughs> With yeah. what power? The P-Man power? How no, the P-Man power? The, <laughs> the stop, drop, and roll power. Just fucking crush them. Just roll over. I'd have like right? thousands. Thousands. Uh, I'll keep rolling. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, I can take I, I can take a cheetah, so I'm not going to de- de- defer, yeah. Yeah. you know, Papua, what you say. I mean, I know I could. I um, could kill a swarm you, of locusts. How about that? <laughs> how many locusts before it starts to be a problem? How about that? That's the <laughs> real question. How many do you can you comfortably take? Three. I, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I could take 3,000 no problem yeah you think so that was kind of my limit there I was thinking 3,000 that's your limit all right oh, bro I'll just 15,000 I think that's shut up you can't you're not taking 15,000 locusts <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do devour you <laughs> it's like climbing your ear holes you have to protect your ears and your anus and your mouth anyway you know who deals with locusts Farmers? Farmers, that's right. I got a story here about yes. a farmer that uh, found some archaeological gold. Gold. Don uh, <laughs> Hoffman found gold. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> got to go back into the... Sorry, uh, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, right. exactly. um, no, so uh, this guy found um, a stone in a river that was recently dredged. And on the stone, they're starting to decipher things. And it reminds me a lot about uh, Gobleke Tepe. Do you remember that? I, of course I remember Gobleke Tepe. That was an ancient site that people, people, archaeologists found in, I think, Turkey? Or, you know, someplace like that. And it's kind of pushed back human civilization a little bit. Because at, at one point we were thinking humans at this time were just hunter-gatherers and couldn't ha- possibly have this level of complexity and you know be able to do this quickly and so it was kind of an exciting time because it made like human civilization itself seem more grandiose and big exactly so uh this one um this particular stone was written in luwayan language and that was used during the bronze age and depicted on the stone was a story about a military victory it's the defeat of the kingdom of Phrygia. Uh, Which we've all heard of, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. And about uh, 3,000 years ago. But what's really interesting is they're starting to theorize that this whole story is about the real King Midas. The is it a real dude? The legendary King Midas with the golden touch. Yes. Oh, I thought it was just a story. Yeah. I did too, and what I, a lot is of people Humpy do. Is real, or who else is who else is real? Well, there's a couple King Midases of this particular. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it was, city state, uh, 
settlement civilization back in the day. So there's a couple real King Midas's, but they think this one is uh, the story depicted on here is of the real King Midas, the legendary King Midas. Maybe, maybe the, the legend of King Midas was after a real dude who was so rich that it just seemed like everything he touched turned to gold and maybe he had a lot of golden things. And then as time goes on and people play, you know, play telephone becomes, yeah, he literally turned, you know, shat gold, touch gold. Have a deal. Maybe. I, I mean, know. we all know the real gold is friends and family. Of course. He, well, I think the real treasure is the journey. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I had on that one. It's coming out of the University of Chicago. Um, I just liked it because I love when a farmer comes up on some archaeological masterpiece. <laughs> like, that is such a fun thought for me. It's like the guy falling ass backwards into uh, some commemorative plate from his grandmother's house, you know. Oh, this was George mm-hmm. Washington's plate. It's a good setup. It's a good setup for adventure. I mean, that's how Superman was so successful. Because he, oh, his farmer, yeah, his farmer parents found an yeah. alien. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I was so we always talk about different uh, forms of power and how to generate it, and just this title alone kind of got me interested in this topic because I, I love the idea of solar panels. I mean, the sun's right there. Bob's your uncle. Come on, just. <laughs> Just get some energy in your house. Don't be touched. <laughs> Everyone uh-huh. hates on Bob's your uncle. I'm still saying it. I don't give a shit. Um, so anyway, these scientists are are um, actually considered um, – what am I trying to say? I'm being retarded right now. Basically, these scientists have created an anti-solar panel in theory. It's called anti-solar a light bulb. Panel. It emits light and takes no. energy. <laughs> no, the anti-solar panel. No. Ooh. Basically, it's a, a a panel that could um, harvest energy even at the night, at nighttime. Oh, okay. Is it still harvesting energy from light, or is this that shadow one? No, it's not the shadow one either. And okay. what Sean's referring to, like there was some other way to generate power via just a shadow, and the the weird differences between that. This way is it's the heat, because so I guess at night, so there's no incoming heat coming from, to the solar panels to capture. But they're still really hot from being in the sun all day. Huh. So you, at that point, you point the the warm panel up toward the, the cold sink that is space or the sky, and then that heat just radiates outward. And so, if you harvest that radiating heat in a process known as radiative cooling, okay, you could, in theory, generates some more power. So even at nighttime. So it sounds like they're leaving the solar panel alone. And just, you know, clipping on another device to this thing to gather the heat, right? As far as I know or tell, like I said, this right. is still kind of a proof of concept idea more, but... So it's not really done a lot of an anti-device. Device. Well, of course, but it's, that's so how you, the title got me. It's like the anti-solar panel. You lied so to everybody I here. I did. I did. It's a nighttime solar panel. It's a it's a night panel. Nightman. Night Instead of the day, man. and um so they're talking about too how like just storing uh storing solar power during the day is kind of expensive and so instead of just you know storing power it'd be nice just to generate more power at the nighttime yeah so the concept would be cool because you wouldn't need a battery or an external energy source you'd just be generating power off of the heat already yeah as long as it stays hot for sure i know I, i was thinking that too like how how long are they going to stay hot for but i mean by this I don't know, maybe yeah, yeah by that logic couldn't you uh 
put these things all over your roof? Couldn't you, I don't know, build a field of these things so they collect during the day and night? Like, it's still going to collect during the night, right? Or excuse me, during the day? It just says night. That's it. Well, actually, Hmm. this shows how ignorant we are, but I think on some level, doesn't I think solar panels make energy because of the heat already? Oh, I think that's what it is. It's really that heat making something. I think. (laughs) We don't know. If you know, (laughs) let us know. Remember, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) So I think that's part of it too. So I think the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah, totally. So I just like the idea of you know, like maybe in the future there'll be some even better solar panel that just works, you know, in the day and night. Yeah. I mean, more power to him. I love that. That's what, um, the, uh, Oh God, I forget which electric company does it, but usually they'll have water and they'll, they'll, uh, pump it up at night because it's Mm -hmm. cheaper electricity wise to pump water upward at night. And then during the day they will let it flow down. And generate electricity with it because electricity is worth more during the day. Oh wow! Yeah, what company does that? I don't oh, know. Some, yeah, someone here in California. But it's a way well, to maximize hey. uh, energy, essentially. Dude, I, I don't like. How do we have all these power problems? Like we we keep every freaking two weeks, we talk about a new way to generate power. True that. We should have cell phones and everything that never needs power because it's generating. Salt energy power, BO power, freaking shadow power. Now we got, you know, nighttime power, daytime power. Was it? I said salt already power. Uh, what's the one with the waves? Um, Wave power. Yeah, there was another one. Second laser power. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There, there probably is some of that. I say, I think we did a story a while ago on um, some sort of power generation between. Uh, uh, Freshwater interacting with salt water. Yeah, that's what I meant when it says, yeah, that was, that was like the salt water. Yeah, there you go. Power. That's why I think maybe the sweat power too would work. There's salt in there. I don't know. Well, I got a story here about a heartbeat we detected in space that may be from a great cosmic power. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. You always say this thing at the end. It's always the guy from Breaking Bad. He's not there. <laughs> I know. You always trick us. So a heartbeat. Is it like a pulsar or something? Well, that's exactly what it is. It's a micropulsar. Oh, oh cool. Okay. So scientists from the Institute of Space, excuse me, the Institute of Space Sciences have detected what they are calling a gamma ray heartbeat emanating from a cosmic gas cloud and a black hole. Maybe it is a being. That's what you're saying. It's a cosmic being. Okay. Well, and so what's happening here, what makes this truly unique is it's detecting the same signature from two astronomical units or two astronomical phenomenon much, much, much farther apart than they should be to affect each other. Mm -hmm. So relatively far apart. Uh, so the black hole, a micropulsar, is uh, giving off a gamma signal every 162 days. And then very far away, we're detecting the same gamma signal from inside a cloud of space dust. I mean, at the same time? Like they're both beating at the same time? Or are you yep. saying the two separate things far away in space are beating at the same time? Yes. Like the two chambers I of mean, the heart. 
Are they relatively far away, but on some other level, too, they're relatively close? Well, I mean, it, you know, space, bro. Like, you and I are relatively I know, like, close right now, but we're not, so... I, know, I don't exactly. know. We're still... it, it, all it said was, um, at a relatively far position. So... Okay. I think it it's all about, like, we think that it's too far away to be affected by the pulsar. And it's awkward mm-hmm. that the pulsar is affecting something inside this gas cloud mm-hmm. like that. Maybe it's a space alien, a giant one. People are thinking like the, uh, oh. Galactus. Oh, okay. Yeah, Marvel's Galactus. I do like that. Yeah, people are suspecting Galactus is what's in store for September. <laughs> Jesus, that's all we need. We'd have to get the ultimate nullifier. What now? The ultimate nullifier. That's the thing that could stop Galactus. Really? You don't know about that shit? No, I don't. Yeah, the ultimate nullifier. It's I think it's something like even he was made during his time, or he made it, or somewhere. And Reed Richards is the one who found it, and you know drove Galactus away from the planet. And that thing's so powerful, it scares like all the Celestials and all the upper beings. Like I can't remember what. So I was watching that that YouTube video about it. Like that could like rearrange reality and go a bunch of shit. That's interesting. I wonder if we'll see that in Phase Four or whatever. Is Galactus going to be in the Marvel movies? Oh, I'm sure they got the Fantastic Four back. They did? Yeah. Fantastic Four is now theirs. They bought Fox. Yeah, how come that consistently sucks balls? Fantastic Four. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> the idea is so sound that every time you watch it, it's like garbage. I know. I watched, uh, I watched the newest one recently, and it, it is bad. It's tough. Is it? Yeah, like half the movie is spent on bullshit. And like, yeah, it's meandering. It's nonsense. It's pretty, but nonsense. Pretty dumb. Okay, well, I kind of have a story here for just Mr. E and myself. Oh. All right, I'm going to – later, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> um. No, I don't know. You, All right. you know enough. You're, you're a uh, Fairweather fan. But okay, the world's first Godzilla museum has opened in Japan. Fair weather fan. I'm a fan. Wait, didn't Max think Mothra was a villain? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. Stupid. But still, move. I mean, I could be a fan. Fair weather. Fuck you guys. That, I'm still a fan. You guys are super fans. Like, so let's make that out. You guys are fans, and I'm a fair weather fan. You guys, I'm a fan, and you guys are super fans. Dipshits. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yes. And Mothra was a villain, out. probably. Yeah, Mothra probably was a villain. You don't even know. Anyway. So, yeah, the museum opened on August 8th, and it features uh, 80 monster figurines, some movie props, a chibi Godzilla children's exhibit. Um, also available are Godzilla-themed foods that resemble his foes and whatnot. I, have, I already have an idea of what could be there. Okay. Is it there? Is it like uh, a cityscape that you can sit there and just get the God, uh, guys in a Godzilla suit and you're fighting it? It's just like foam buildings and stuff you just break it apart and it costs like a hundred bucks and then they film it and it kind of looks like a a Godzilla thing I mean that I think is gold that's a great idea. yeah <laughs> that's a great idea huh <laughs> absolutely 100% you get into the the, uh, the encounter room remember our other one the Star Trek encounter room uh huh what if we had like another room in our facility when we do this is it's we also sell Godzilla experiences and it just a man in a suit, smashing them. Yeah, 
All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Max and I will kick that around afterwards, but uh, none of you take our Godzilla idea. Dude, we could turn I, it into yeah, Power we Rangers. Edit this out. We could turn it into anything. Yeah. All right, moving on. So, um, edit that out. Phase two of the opening will include a zip line. You can ride straight into the mouth of Godzilla. Ooh. Right. Do you have Mothra rings? What? Mothra wings. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't know. Good question. Um, it's all part of a upcoming immersive experience where visitors will act as scientists at the – oh, here. Let me <clears> – Godzilla Interception Operation National Godzilla Awashimi Research Center. So ah. <clears throat> when you, when you go know. there, you can act as a scientist at the Godzilla Interception Operation National Godzilla Awashimi Research Center. I mean, I'm a fan, and I already know about that center, but you guys have to read it. <laughs> okay, who's the fan and not here? <laughs> so, uh, there you can monitor Godzilla's movements. You can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's to the left. <laughs> now, it reminds me, it's like when you're on um, when you're on Google Maps watching Santa on the night before the same Christmas. Thing. I was like, Santa, he's over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a shooting game that's planned where you take on the king himself. That's kind of fun. Oh, kind of like that. Uh, the alien interactive. What was that alien thing we did? Oh, we, the, we had to shoot aliens. That was amazing, and I wish I could do it again. It was uh, Alien Isolation, I think. I don't know. I may be mixing that up, but it was a traveling 3D um, headset event where they put a 3D headset oh, yeah, on you. VR, VR, the, yeah, VR. That's that's that was yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, virtual reality game. Yeah, they, they give you the gun, and then they uh, they essentially just take you into a room that has platforms and whatnot that correspond with what you're seeing in VR, and you're shooting aliens, it as wasn't in xenomorphs. Bad. It was it was very very fun. It was. So yeah, it'll. I, I don't know if it's something that intense, but um, either way, it'll cost you ten dollars a ticket to get in. That's dirt cheap. That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, that's cheap. And I think what's, that's what's freaking. That's only because it's in the Awaji Island Anime Park. So, anyways, you got to get into the park to uh, get into the museum. But fun nonetheless. Mystery, would you go there for the museum? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking up tickets as we speak. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to my top. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, what? Oh, no. Well, I've always said, like, if I had a bunch of expendable time and money, I think one of the things I would do is get certified. There's a certification program you can go through over in Japan to be certified as a Godzilla expert. Some shit like they grant you a title or a certificate. <laughs> really? Oh, God. You're so into titles and certificates <laughs> and shit. Godzilla. That's to be like Lord Reverend Blankety Blank Blake, Godzilla expert. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good ending. I think it'd be GE. You know, blankety blank, GE. Oh, yeah, what's the GE stand for? Godzilla expert. <laughs> I had another idea as for the, um, the experience where the guys were smashing up the the cityscape. How about you like the cityscape all like puzzle piece together? So then you can just, all you have to do is like you smash it, but then behind the scenes, people just put it back together and then you can get more. I mean, was your original plan to build these custom cities one by one for these people to destroy? Yeah, well, it was gonna be really expensive. Like it was gonna be yeah. like a model, like models that. I mean, once you get it once, it's three D printed, baby. Oh Something my like god! Like that, we'll just get. 
Yeah. Come on. All right. It's you're not in charge of production. We're keeping you away I, from yeah. production. You're an idea. We're going to have pencils. We're going to have pencils and stuff. It'll be great. Okay. So let's, I'm going to talk to you guys about another research thing that came out of San Diego. Um, these guys created a negative pressure gravity suit and they called it, they called it the anti-space suit. And I just realized that's like the second thing I've said this episode. That's like the anti something, <laughs> even though it's not really anything <laughs> like different. Like, like the anti episode, <laughs> the anti episode. Oh, for sure. I think if I see something called the anti that I just read, it, it's a, it's a eye grabber. That's for sure. So this is the anti space. suit, And so, like I said before, it's a negative pressure gravity suit that could slow or even prevent the all the bad things that happen to you in space. And Sean, we've talked about this before. You remind the audience about the bad stuff that happens to you when you're in space. Remember we talked about the eyesight and the... Oh! I think you, you shrink and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the brain develops fluid and microgravity um, affecting the eyesight and cognitive functions. Um, your spine, doesn't it compress? No, it decompresses, right? Actually, it decompresses. I think yeah. that actually was a positive. That actually sounds kind of nice. But uh, yeah, you get... No, you get taller in space too. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. You get taller in space because everything gets bigger. And so and yeah, the saying, article was reminding us. But this is a function. It sounds like your suit is pressure, not gravity, right? Because don't we need gravity to prevent? Yeah, yeah this most? is it's a negative pressure thing. Yeah, it's not. There's no gravity. Okay. Involved. What the hell? So Why? I'll tell you more. Yeah, yeah. Make this yeah, relevant to me. Why it. should I care? You shouldn't you shouldn't because okay. you're never gonna go to space you dumbass uh, but I, <laughs> i'll make it one day so this is why i care um you'll probably make you'll probably design some space shit and i'll be the janitor up there i'll see it blast off as earth blows up it's fine i'll probably you know what i'd probably do is i'd probably um maintain the poop wall poop shield of the, of, of the ship you design stuff and i'd be like oh is, is this your latest poop is, Sean? <laughs> all right okay i know exactly where this is going the poop shield those who don't know, their poop shield is a thing in space. Anyway, um, so like we we're saying, bad things happen to you in space, even though it sucks. Like your your bones quickly lose mass at roughly it says one point five percent per month. Muscles atrophy, and then fluids accumulate near the top of the body, and bl- uh, blood fluid volume decreases, and they worsen eyesight and weaken the heart. So pretty much what Sean was saying earlier. And so to to counteract this type of the uh, thing, usually astronauts uh exercise. That's one of the things that helps counteract it, even though it still happens. Okay. And so this is this. So they're also calling this thing the mobile gravity suit could help. And so the mobile gravity suit exerts negative pressure on the wearer's legs, drawing in blood there. So it's basically making blood. It's it's basically making blood go to your legs. It sucks. uh, So yeah, it creates negative pressure. Okay. So it's it's like a constant vacuum. It's just sucking. Air out of that space, right? Well, there's a vacuum of some sort, and yeah, it is like exerting a pressure on you. So, if you think about it, on Earth, when we stand upright, the force of gravity exerted on us and our circulatory system pulls more blood down to the legs. And then our vascular system expects this and works to mitigate that problem. And so, when we're in space, that's why that's almost happening is like there's a force almost counteracting gravity, but since gravity isn't there, Mm -hmm. it's causing like all the fluid to go up. So, this negative pressure shoot suit would be forcing the blood almost down into the body. And yeah. you'd be doing that. And the other natural force going back up the, the vascular system, this would generate an artificial ground reaction force. Okay. And, a ground, and that's really important because the ground reaction force is basically what's happening when you walk on the earth. And that's why your bones are the way they are. And this simulates that in a, 
uh, what do you call it, artificial way. That seems, so this would be a way to like not get that reaction. It seems very uncomfortable. I don't know. I want to see this suit. There's a picture. I'll have to send it to you. We'll have to post it. A few moments later. And so, like I was saying, the ground reaction force is exerted by a surface on the body in contact. So this suit would make an artificial ground reaction force, which in turn would help maintain our muscles and the bone density. It'd be like tricking our body, thinking we are in gravity because it's constant. It sounds like a suction, like your body's getting sucked and all the blood and all the blood's going down to your legs. Yeah. I sent a picture to Sean and, and I want you to somehow describe this. Because I've seen the picture and I'm sitting there like, what am I even looking at? And I don't know. So, well, so it looks like um, what you're doing is like you're in like fisherman uh, waders, you know, just pants that go <laughs> above your hip and almost to your nipples. At the top is some sort of gasket that sucks them tight to your skin. And on top of that is a vest that feels like it compresses you. It would pull you down, simulating gravity on your torso while the suction stuff simulates gra- gravity on your legs. It somehow pushes. It's pushing blood to your legs, and then your own vascular system's pushing it away, and it's tricking your body into thinking you're almost like touching the ground. So I don't think you feel that way, but it, you almost will. That's and, very cool. Yeah. So and it, it's portable too. They don't have to be hooked up to tubes or anything. It says the negative pressure is generated by its own portable vacuum system. So it's huh. not like they're like plug in; they have to like float around and stuff. So they're 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 mobile. I look forward to seeing more on this because. One of the hardest things about human colonization of the solar system is the idea that uh, to give birth on another planet is going to be a very dangerous thing. We don't know how the baby will develop in low gravity, in higher gravity. We suspect not well because all babies develop at Earth gravity. Maybe it'd be like a super baby. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, you don't know. I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I can't say for sure. <laughs> Or super disabled, maybe. <laughs> I mean, There's that, a 50-50 chance. Yeah, when you're dealing with cosmic radiation, it could really go either way. That's why you need twins. So then, boom, at least one Superman. We, we need a Superman. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it about the, the anti-space suit or the negative force suit, suit or negative pressure suit, I should say. Although this was, what was cool about, this was a, a grant funded by NASA. And so they were saying it's highly likely that we'll probably see this tested on the International Space Station. Huh. I love it. Hopefully that does happen. Yeah. That's very cool. Oh, 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 oh. Did you guys know there was still Blockbuster around? Uh, No. I'm kind of shocked on that one. I thought they went went away. It's still still open, but I didn't know if it was legit or not. The way of the dodo. It's in. The museum. A lost forgotten relic. The Blockbuster (laughs) Museum. Right, I think we're all of an age where we remember going to Blockbuster on Friday night, and you got to get there early before all the tapes oh, yeah. are taken. Or That's like, that is kind of a lost thing in some way because that was kind of a fun event, and now it's we digest media so intensely, so quickly that there isn't that. I I think that's why Redbox still exists on some level, even though I no, I need to I need my media now. So this one's in Bend, Oregon. And it is now listed on Airbnb as a one-bedroom, half-bath studio. Oh, wow. It still functions as a blockbuster, too? Or is just... Absolutely. Is there at least a window into watching the blockbuster action on the floor, I guess? The busy floor of blockbuster in Oregon? 
Well, here's what happens. Between uh, the hours of your rental, you have the whole store to yourself. Oh, wow. You watch any VHS there that <laughs> so, they have? Yeah, what they did is in the back of the store, they set up a uh, fold-out couch and then like an old um, kind of setup with tapes and a VCR and then, you know, a DVD uh-huh. player and Blu-ray as well. And then a nice big screen. And it's got a very grandma's living room kind of vibe. And then uh, you got the store shelves over there. You know what I'd probably do is I'd probably pick a like a really special movie to me and then, like jizz behind it and put it back on the shelf. <laughs> and then it would be there. God. <laughs> you guys like leaned in like something interesting and fantastic you're going to say. Like, no, I'm going to jizz on. Yeah, I got to cross that joke off my list here. That's what I was going to do. What are you really telling me this? Like, it's a Spider Man with Jesus at some level. Like, it's like nostalgia bomb. Like, I've always wanted to bang in a blockbuster. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. So it's $4 a night, which is stupid what? cheap. Yeah. $4 a night. Dude, that place is basically, yeah, that place, which confirms is covered in Jesus. That's like, there's a lot of people <laughs> thinking their John's there. $4? I can afford a, like, a bunch of blockbuster nights. Oh, dude. It's a blockbuster and chill. Blockbuster and Bust a Nut. <laughs> okay. VCR and STD. Uh, I'd like to avoid that one. Blockbuster is all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had. What's the movie you just behind at the Blockbuster? I'm trying to think. Romance. I think Romancing the Stone for me. Like the, <laughs> the of course it'd be there. Like I don't like. I'm not saying I have. I don't like that movie. It's all right, but I mean. More like the heat moment of like, uh, guess what's behind there? I wouldn't touch the romancing the stone. God, romancing the stone. It's such a random pick. I don't know if I've ever seen that one, but I hear good things. Remember that game we used to play at the like the the pretty much blockbusters stores? We'd just hold up, say, "Hey," and then we'd say, "Your mom did this," and it'd be taken or something. But it'd say <laughs> it'd say the title of the movie. Uh-huh. Of course, we can't think of any right now because we're not in you know surrounded by movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we used to play that in Barnes and Noble too. Oh yeah. That kick is in. So uh Max, you have Netflix, right? Yes, I do. I'm pretty sure Mr. E does as well. He's away right now, but I'm pretty sure he does. Um Yeah, he does. Yeah. So is there a movie that would come out on Netflix that you would be willing to pay thirty dollars to see? That's a lot to, I mean, the answer is yes, but it would have to be, I mean, are you asking me like what movie it would take for that to happen or just no, general just like that, would I pay $30 for a movie? Yeah. Yeah. Would you pay $30 for a movie on something you're already paying for a subscription service? Just the answer is yes. I probably would. If it was something that I just thought I had to experience or see or something like that. Like, you know, remember like the Avatar the Last Airbender, how the creators were going to make their own show. Yeah, they still are. Live action. No, they left. No, the creators left, but the show's still moving forward. I know, but the the original creators left, so everyone's like going, oh, no. No, everyone can suck it. Do we know what terms they left under? <laughs> we, creative that's, differences, I thought. I don't know. If if that's the true answer, that sucks. But if I, it's so like... Saying, so Netflix was like, we want to be more creative than you, original people. And they're like, no, we want it to be original. I don't it's, know, bro. I don't know, bro, but back to, hey, Mr. E, would you pay $30? Do you have Netflix? First yes. Of all? Yeah. Would you pay $30 for a movie on Netflix if it was 
Like, is there any movie that would get you to pay thirty dollars? Fuck no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> For a one-time watch or all the time? No, you would own it, but it would be on your Netflix. Oh no 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 no. Okay, so we have other movies. That is the precedent Disney is setting with Mulan on their Disney Plus streaming service. Yeah, you have to pay for the service, and then once it releases, you pay 30 bucks for it? Yes. See, Mulan's not the movie I'd do that for. That's what I'm trying to say. That doesn't... Who gives a shit about that? I absolutely agree. like the next something. Like, yeah. Like... I don't even watch Firefly that much, but you know, I know people love it as much as like what if Firefly season two? Everyone paid, you know, thirty bucks to see that or whatever on their streaming service. But the Mulan remake in live action, <laughs> that's not that big of a draw. Yeah, Mushu's not Mandalorian even, in it. even maybe. What? Eddie Murphy's not in it. I figured he was in it. No, his character no, he's not in it. His character's not in it. Eddie's not in it. <laughs> Which part are you most not disappointed about? The dragon not being in it or Eddie Murphy? Eddie. Okay. <laughs> I'm disappointed they don't have a dragon. Like, give it a little bit of flavor, some spice. I don't know. Eddie is the dragon. That Did you know Eddie Murphy is the voice of the dragon? Yes. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk me around. We are relatively close, <laughs> sir, according to space and time. I bet. I bet. Um, no, I just thought that was fun because this is kind of the way – uh, movie theaters are going to move in the future is as you see now with streaming movies will start coming out uh, to your streaming service and you'll probably have to pay for them on top of whatever you're doing. So I think it's an interesting experiment Disney is doing here. I would love to see the results and see how this all turns out for them. I want to get everyone on Netflix to start voting for things that they want to see. Like Everyone votes and they want, they get a, like maybe Netflix has like five potential projects and everyone starts voting. Like we want to see this. Oh, I want Stargate universe to come back on Netflix. It it easily could like, I will, no spoilers, but the ending no. uh, is, is just, a, you could easily explain. It's been you know, like a long time. 10 years yeah. for those people, man. They're, I know they're you could, much different you know, people. I'm not going to spoil the ending. I'm just saying it could be easily explained away. Kids. That the yeah. ending, it, I, I'll tell you off air, but I'm telling you, it's very easy. Sci-fi mumbo-jumbo bullshit. Got it. It's not even sci-fi mumbo-jumbo. It's fucking science. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, we, we should get Stargate Universe back on the air. And I would pay I would pay for that movie or that something, 30 See, bucks. And um, I'd be willing to pay for the community movie, six seasons in a movie. Exactly. I would do that, too. Yeah, I would definitely do that too. So but Mulan's not the movie. I don't think I'm I'm the typical person because I am always willing to pay or excuse me, vote with my wallet as far as movies go. I'll drag you guys to the worst shit, like that Hellboy movie. Remember that? That was hot <laughs> yeah. garbage. Oh, I remember it was hot garbage. Although there were some fun parts, but fun garbage. Yeah, it was <laughs> the yeah. worst. You've probably seen it like three more times since then too. I have. I have. I really yeah. have. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird about him. He's like, man, this was garbage. But it's about the fifth time I realize it's still garbage, but there's some funny, there's one funny scene. I have to know why. Why is this bad? There's got to be a reason. Is there any, is there any meat on this bone? And most of the time it's a no. I usually take my first and then sometimes I might watch again, but the most like then if I've seen a movie twice, it, I have to wait like two years to see it again. At yeah. least. See, I think you're weird because you claim to be a Star Wars fan, which we know is false. And 
You've only seen. <laughs> Swing. You've only seen. Fire across my bow. How many times have you seen the new movies? Like once each, right? Wars. Yeah. The new yeah, trilogy. That's all you need. That's not even fucking canon, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just garbage, man. Just garbage. Uh, and there's there's plenty. Check it out. Yeah, just Google is the new Star Wars trilogy bad, and <laughs> and then believe, believe everything you read. <laughs> what was it? Did you put the Instagram thing up? Uh, a story where someone was retitling um, the Star Wars movies, and they I fit did. way better if they you just rearrange the titles. Like, yes, and f- I think it's actually even on our highlights on our Instagram. So if you check our third highlight, it's in there. But it was like so genius. I reposted that it. was really good. Yeah, use the Phantom Menace as the last one. That fits the story way better. Love it. All right, mm-hmm. so I got one more story here, um, and it's about dumb criminals because we love dumb criminals. Yes. So Robert Berger, who was going to jail on charges related to vehicle theft was able to kill himself before going to jail. Hey, I'll drink to that, buddy. <laughs> fuck you. One way to fuck the system. Uh, Anarchy. <laughs> His attorney presented the court with the death certificate, and everything was going great um, until someone noticed that the word registry was spelled wrong. Okay. Then they noticed that the fonts were different than usual. The whole thing turned out to be a fake. So he... Faked his own death? He tried to fake his own death, and he failed because he used the wrong fonts, and he didn't proofread. Otherwise, he'd probably be kicking it in Jamaica right now. And I remember my first time I faked my own death. (laughs) (laughs) All the years. That's hilarious. I always think that's fun because, like, I don't know. It's always the little shit that gets you. Yeah, it really is. they might have caught it farther down the line, but it got pretty far down the line before someone noticed and started catching on and then, you know, cross-referenced with the coroner's office and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, you know, if he really dotted his I's and crossed his T's, could he have faked his own death? Oh, very easily. It's just, if you know the system, there's not what Andy Dufresne says. Like, if you know the system very well, you could just find the holes. That's how he, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption, he makes a fake person out of thin air. Andy Dufresne. Like Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Climbed through a, two miles of shit and came out clean on the other side. <laughs> I was trying to think um, of the quote. That is the best quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has something to that effect. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, Robert Berger I'm is playing. now facing an additional four years in prison where he might meet uh, Andy Dufresne. Is that illegal to fake your own death? Um. Yeah. Oh my God. It, well, you know what? I, <laughs> extremely, <laughs> extremely. I can't imagine it's, it's not probably fraud. It's probably fraud. <laughs> but yeah, it's the idea of well. submitting municipal papers to court was fraudulent and blah blah blah. And I'm sure mm. they nailed him on that more so than trying to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those pesky literate people. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, people in there reading at a sixth grade level. <laughs> Never get to them. So something that's going on this weekend, the weekend that we're recording this, uh, by the time this hits the general public, it will have already taken place. But the DC fandom, are you guys familiar with this? No? DC comics? Yeah, DC is holding their own essential Comic-Con at home 
experience where they will debut the new Suicide Squad trailer and the Batman and, you know, whatever else is going on in the world. The Batman. The Batman Batman trailer. Uh, There might be a trailer. Wait, so there is a The the Batman trailer? (laughs) Okay. Possibly. Possibly. I bet you it's just a dick tease. It's going to be like, and the Batman is here too. And so like the, the the font, like you said, the font of it. That's it. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be there, but uh, I think it's fun. And I think that's probably part of the reason that Comic-Con has slowly been dying because these studios are pulling away and starting their own stuff. And now that you now that COVID's hit, it was just like prime territory for them to compete with Comic-Con at home. I'm assuming it's free, right? Is it something yes. you have to pay for? Absolutely and free. Because I'm not saying that, like, that'd be kind of fun if you just, like, signed on just to have background, whatever the hell it is. I don't know what, but when is it? What's the website? Just just DC at home? What? I don't know. It's it's called it. <laughs> it's called DC Fandom. I don't know the website or anything. This is just really off the cuff. Um, okay. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer I didn't uh, do this last week because all of this is now uh, old data for the people listening. But either way, look it up and maybe you, by the time you listen to this, you've already seen a trailer or heard about stuff and blah, blah, blah. You heard it here first. There was a three-minute The Batman trailer this weekend. <laughs> yeah. The Riddler, the Penguin, the Joker, the whole thing. <laughs> All three of them, plus some more surprises we can't say here. Uh, maybe next week I'll try to find the numbers, the the viewership from the DC fandom and share that in comparison to Comic-Con. The, to the Comic-Con one? Actually, yeah. that is kind of nerdy. I was having those same thoughts earlier. I was like, I wonder how that's going to compare to the Comic-Con one. I was having that, yeah, interesting. Right? Well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Um, be sure to uh, check us out on Instagram. I'm really trying really hard to post a lot of memes, a lot of spicy memes on there, the spiciest <laughs> you've ever seen. And uh, also, uh, I'll next week, if you tune in, I'll tell you the story about Sean how he has 2,000 hacky sacks and counting. All right, well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at btmt underscore podcast, and please rate and subscribe on your podcast app. 